Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity. We're based here in Leeds, England, and we help people living with terminal illnesses and are dealing with bereavement to write and record an original song. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. The podcast features songwriters, and each episode of a different guest on, I ask them to share with us one of their songs, we chat about how they wrote it. I ask them to share a songwriting tip, and I also ask them for a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. This episode features Martin Joseph, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Martin Joseph. Thanks for joining me, Martin. Pleasure, Ben. Nice to be with you, Ben. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking to you. So this is the uh, Swan Song Project podcast. If you're new to the podcast, uh, each episode I have a different songwriter on. I ask them to share me one of their songs and we talk about how they wrote it. Uh, I ask them to share a songwriting tip and I also ask them to share a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. So, uh, Martin, which one of your songs have you chose to share with us today? Um, the first song is a song called Nye. Um... Uh, in brackets, a song for the NHS. That's uh, that's my first song. Um, it's a song that came about a commission actually, because um, about four or five years ago was the 800th year anniversary of the signing of the Magna Carta, and the British Parliament, in conjunction with the English Folk and Dance Society, asked for renegade folk singers, of which I was the Welsh representative, <laughs> to uh, to commemorate this event by writing songs based on acts of parliament since the 14th century which doesn't sound like a barrel of laughs but but uh, um, actually it was an incredible thing to do Um, so they gave us um, access to all this law the original law uh, up at houses of parliament there in in the uh, in in one of the the towers there and and it's all the original documents are there and you can literally hold this stuff in your hands you know so the idea was to say was to put meat on the bones of these things to try and make them uh, alive and perhaps relevant and to show uh, that though uh, democracy can be an old dinosaur it does gradually uh, get things done as it were you know Um, I could pick up the uh, the, the, the act that uh, stopped kids working underground uh, uh, I could pick up the act that gave women the, the, vote, the, the right to vote in the UK so it, it was quite a, quite a thing um, and I, one of the things I, I um, came upon was the 1946 Health Act brought in by the Welsh uh, uh, the Labour government under the uh, Nye Devon was the uh, health secretary at the time uh, and um, I was aware of my Bev uh, and, and, and uh, his great oratory, um, but um, I thought, well, maybe I could write about that, especially the, the Welsh connection. So um, I sat down, and this is not so necessarily my tip for songwriters, but one of the things I do is blitz the page with information. You know, I, I don't just try and sit there looking and try to wrestle about that very first line. Uh, I'll take a. Uh, this is my sketchbook type of thing and I'll, I'll on the left hand side of the page I'll just blitz the page with ideas so that they don't have to it's, it doesn't have to rhyme it's not succinct in any way uh, it's just like you know anything I can think about my subject matter you know so uh, I, I would write down things like um, you know, cancer uh, um, uh, war, war cups of tea um, uh, nurses doctors uh, ambulances anything that just 
you know came together and, and, and so that when you stare at the page you're, you're you're looking at information on the left hand side which is encouraging it's like you've got a few colors in which to 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 make your painting um and then nye was this incredible orator so he literally wrote the chorus the purpose of power is to give it away this is my truth tell me yours uh, which is a line that the manic street preachers took as well when they wrote it um, um, freedom won't be freedom until poverty is gone so i just added and now your dreams alive and strong so there was my <laughs> chorus you know thank you now bevan didn't have to pay him uh, uh, and then uh kind of looking for a way in to tell the story uh, as i researched him on wikipedia and, and everything he'd done you know just to just to as I say get this basic information before i then put my own take on it all and i noticed that he was actually born nine days, he died rather, nine days before I was born. And I wrote that down, nine days before I was born. And then I suddenly thought, that's a good opening line. And I, that, and nine days before I was born, you were gone, but what you left behind. And that's, that's how I, I, I got into the song. And um, as I say, I wrote it for um, this project to, to, to commemorate the, uh, the sign of the Magna Carta. But it's gone on to be a song that... Um, means a bit more than that now I think uh, in terms of what the pandemic and the courageous work of, of um, the NHS workers and volunteers and, and uh, you know the way we were applauding them for a while you know at the start of that, that this journey and and, um, and so uh, before the pandemic I was doing it and I was actually sort of saying hey anyone here working for the NHS in the crowd and people put their hands up and as they did so people would applaud so um, when we do it in the future, uh, when I do it in the future, I think that's going to be quite the moment for some people as we as we uh, give gratitude and thanks for the you know, incredible sacrifice of people. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that's a that's a bit about how the song came about. Brilliant. So let's hear it now. So this is uh, "Nigh" by uh, Martin Joseph. Before I was born, you were gone, what you left behind. Great architect of health reform came forth from your soft heart and tough mind. When nothing good comes easy, we fight for the dreams that we hold. And you finally got your bill through, though you had to stuff their mouths with gold. The purpose of power is to give it away This is my truth, tell me yours Freedom won't be freedom until poverty is gone So now your dream's alive and strong This tired and drained, it's 2am She summons up the strength again, she smiles not for the way she does this job It's a greater call that cannot be defined The surgery, the plaster tape The arm around the aching and confused And drugs to give a little one more time to play They should never be refused And the purpose of power is to give it away this is my truth, tell me yours Freedom won't be freedom until poverty is gone So now your dream's alive and strong The accident, 
the cancer cell The final breath of sacrament at dawn The beating heart, the broken to the cry Of the fragile being born Just nine days before I was born You were gone, all but what you left behind Your greatest eye remains with us now We're holding on with soft hearts and tough minds Listen society can call itself civilized if the sick are denied through lack of means and if you don't believe me just take a plane my friend go break your arm see what it costs in New Orleans and the purpose of power is to give it away this is my truth tell me yours Freedom won't be freedom until poverty is gone So now your dream's alive and strong And the purpose of power is to give it away This is my truth, tell me yours Freedom won't be freedom until poverty is gone So now your dream's alive, alive and strong Okay, brilliant. So that was nigh. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting story about how it came about. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, where to start with it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done songs like that before, where you've um, had a like a you know a bit of a bit of history and then like researched around it and decide, and then fleshed it out? And one thing, what I really liked what you said about the you know the nine days before you were born line yeah. of like you know then. It's, it's putting it in your voice and they're making it very personal, isn't it? It's not just a, a story. It's like it's how this really fits into your life as well, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I was telling it from both you know, a personal perspective and a, and, a, and a general perspective, I suppose. Mm. I, I think that's an interesting thing to to weave into your songwriting. And I have done that before. I, I've tackled other historic subjects. Um, one of uh, a song that I wrote back in the 90s that's a sort of... A, a, sort of a, a mainstay of, of my music really is a song called Dick Pendera and it was a, s- a story of a guy called Richard Lewis who was unjustly hung for his part in the Merthyr Riots in 1831 um, but my first uh, so I, I first came across that story as such through uh, the no- a novel called uh, The Fire People by um, a guy called Alexander Cordell who was an English writer who wrote a, historical novels about Welsh history um, and I, uh, I, I, that book gave me a lot of the background of the Industrial Revolution, uh, you know, stuff going on here in South Wales, um, that I didn't really know much about. I'm ashamed to say, you know, maybe I wasn't listening in school. I don't know, but I just didn't really know the history of my own land. And I think as you as you walk on a bit and you get a little older, I think uh, the past is a bit more interesting to you because you're aware of it more than when you're younger. You know. Mm. It's just all about the future, you know. So, um, so I, I have rehearsed. In fact, I, I did another project with um, with children in Tonopandi um, back in 2010 to commemorate uh, when Churchill sent the troops in to quell the miners uh, in 1910. It was a hundred year anniversary, and I went into a school and we wrote songs based on that history, you know. So, it's not something I've done a huge amount of, but it's it's something I, I seem to be decently okay at it uh, in, in this terms of fleshing out the story and and, mm. uh, um, and of course there's always 
lessons from the past in a song that we can apply to now there's always something that resonates you know so uh, if you're creative enough you can sort of somehow drag the past into the future uh, and either show how nothing's changed or perhaps let's make sure it doesn't happen again that type of thing yeah yeah it's a great this is i think this is a great way of well yeah it's a great method of songwriting to do that and to you know to take something like that and then put it in a in a way which might make it more accessible to people who might not know about it um but there's lots of you know things like that where i've you know really liked the song and i might even not even get it at first of what it's about but then you can look at my intro and like oh so that's what this is about and you learn all about something which is uh yeah, yeah. is a great thing to do um and it's also like i liked what you said about the you know the chorus is all his words that a lot of the time then you it saves you a bit of a job doesn't it sometimes if uh the, it's absolutely Ben. I mean, it, it, he was, he's, you know, if you look up, if you just go to Wikipedia and you look at some of the quotes that my brother, it's just astonishing, you know, yeah. makes this lot look like, you know, that we have these days just look like illiterate children, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, um, um, and I think we miss some of that, you know, not to be, I don't mean to be snobbish about language as such, but, you know, um, you think of JFK and the speeches and Bobby Kennedy, you know, and, and, and great orators of the past, people that have spoken into a moment, and, and Churchill, I guess, even though, you know, I'm not a fan of everything he did, but, you know, as such, you, um, you know, they, they make us stop and wonder and think, like, 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 like art does, you know, and, and um, you know all about this with, with Swan Song, you know, that a song can make you feel like you're not alone in the world as can a stained glass window, a beautiful piece of poetry, a painting, um, ice cream all over a kid's face. You know, the, the, these, these, these things that step into the void and create um, hope, I think, um, and trans, transcend the moment. And uh, I think that's, that's a vital part of our humanity, you know. And so when, when people come along like my brother who just have this ability to uh, take the the language and create in it um, inspiration as they speak for others, then I, I just think that should be celebrated, and we, and we need more of it. You know? Yeah, and, you know, unless and you know, and and an oratory that you know that takes any hate speech and makes it look so small. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great skill, isn't it? Um, being a good speaker. How was the um, so? What was the, the commission itself was was kind of looser in its. Um, what was the commission itself, and then how did you then? Well, we did, the the commission came from par Parliament were as a, as not not any, any bipartisan thing. It wasn't conservative or whatever. Mm. It was just the the office of Parliament wanted to celebrate the fact that this document was signed you know 800 years ago uh, that is actually the fond document of democracy itself you know it was the first um, establishment of of of, uh, of a vote i believe and you know etc etc and, and um they thought they'd like to do that through music and i suppose they looked at the genre of folk as a way of storytelling of, of um uh, you know uh, that folk music traditionally has dealt with historic uh, moments in time and, mm -hmm. and has tried to you know um, 
write songs about it, and, and, and therefore they reached out. I, I, they may there may have been other um, mediums involved as well. I'm sure there were. In fact, I remember there were some beautiful posters that people had done that were hanging up when we went to Parliament to see um, to see the uh, the original documents. So. Um, so I, I guess they were just trying to uh, step outside of the box and reach out to people that might, might think of uh, it as a very dull thing to think, who cares mm-hmm. if the Magna Carta was signed 800 years ago, you know, um, uh, I can't feed my kids or whatever. But this was perhaps showing how in the past actually good has come out of it. You know, we, we, mm-hmm. we, we can all be very cynical about politics. Uh, and the movement of, of law and, and all those rest of it and say, you know, nothing's ever changed and blah, blah, blah. But when you when you look at it, you realize actually, you know, it does, it has taken place. We have come a long, long way, albeit very slowly, and we have a long way to go, but we have come a long, long way from the days when, uh, you know, as I said, kids were working underground, malnourished. With, you know, uh, women were not allowed to even vote in our country. You know, for goodness' sake. So, so, um, so that, that's to be celebrated, despite uh, our uh, uh, our shortcomings. You know, we, we you know we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> this was the message. You know? And it yeah. felt, it felt, you know, when when you know when you when you hear well. You know, Parliament wants you to write your song. You think, oh yeah. You know, when you when you when you took it in that spirit, you think, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this is this is an honor actually, and it and it was, you know, and um, so and then the four of us made a record. It was called Sweet Liberties. I think it's on uh, online, uh, and it was I think it was Maz O'Connor, um, Sam Carter, and Nancy Kerr and myself. So and and. and uh, and we then went out and toured. Uh, we did about two weeks of just dates around the country where we played these songs to people. And, uh, so that was the project in, in a nutshell. But um, but that's for me, the song that I wrote, uh, uh, Nye, uh, has now become a very popular song. You know, so mm-hmm. I, it was great that it, uh, I was able to, to get that out of it because you don't automatically assume it was going to be that way. But it's just yeah. that I just got fortunate to write this song that captured people's imagination. You know? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great project. Um, and uh, so what I was what I was kind of thinking about with it is so like so it sounds like you had quite a broad scope of what you could write about within that project, and you were attracted to the Nye Evans story for um, some of the reasons you outlined earlier. Um, I was thinking about how is that you know what's your normal inspiration process like? I guess do you so obviously there you had some restrictions, but still a quite a bit of scope within what you're writing and yeah how was that different I guess to where your ideas normally come from yeah it's quite it's quite different I don't I'm not someone normally who normally writes to um request you know write Mm. a song about this or whatever for me um it's more of a I don't know it's more of a spiritual thing I suppose it it, you know for me it's um the inspiration is is just through walking through the world every day and, and allowing yourself to the generosity to feel um, feel those things uh, and the guitar for me has always been my chief therapist you know it's it's the way ever since I was a kid really that I was able to um, give myself some sense of presence uh, should we say I was a pretty shy kid and and um, um, not 
sort of you know the center of attention in any way and i i'm not, I'm not saying i want to be the center of attention but we all want to be recognized and say hey here i am you know and, and the guitar because i learned that you know and so i you know i wrote my first song when i was about 10 years old um uh quite excitedly and, and uh you know saying hey look look at this i've written a song and, and, and it was exciting and and uh that obviously has progressed through the years but i i can I can look at songs, the songs that I've written, and, and it's hundreds now. You know, I don't know how many songs I've written, but but they are certainly a catalogue. They're like photographs. They, they mm. show me as a as a as a boy, uh, as a teenager, uh, going through life. Um, I'm 60 now, you know, and and on, on all, all the way along, I have songs that have accompanied my journey because I was able to, in my own words, they, they make sense to me. They don't make sense to everybody else. I was able to articulate what was in my heart and and it felt good to do so because mm -hmm. it just felt like well you know um and and, and of course the the the, uh, the full circle is when you write that song it goes out there and then someone lets you know that that has been of use to them and that that moment is is utopia because that that's everything you really want you know um you you create a piece of work you know if you're a, a an artist <coughs> or um I don't know if you're a mechanic, you fix someone's car and they go away and say, hey, my car's driving. That's a great feeling, you know? <laughs> and, and, and for me, it's the same when I write a song. You know, um, you never, I'm not a very confident person in my own abilities as such. Uh, but when it happens and you set that thing out there and then someone writes you an email or something or says at a gig and says, you know, that song really made such a difference, blah, blah, blah. Then that's, I, that's when I know I've done my job. Mm. I, I suppose and, and um, I suppose it's a bit easier for the mechanic to know he's done his job because the <laughs> car runs and there you go whereas you know you write a song and you put it out there and there's that sense of a little, little vulnerability you know am I am I any good or is this actually crap you know? mm. yeah 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 uh, it's so interesting that these different so like I kind of connect exactly with what you're saying about like I was very shy growing up and the guitar was one of those things for me that gave me a license to be louder yeah. I think yeah, in a normal conversation, I just did, I couldn't. Yeah. But when I had a guitar, it's like, well, I've, I've got a license now because I'm yeah. I'm performing away. So this is my chance to express. Yeah. Um, but like, I know it's very common of musicians, isn't it? Of that, and it's kind of the opposite of what a lot of people think that they think the musician would be the really confident person. Yeah. Um, but so I mean that kind of that those kind of reasons for doing things, combined with the like what you're talking about with when when someone is really receptive to one of your songs and how satisfying a feeling that is and like i always think songwriting is such a, it's a generous act in a way so and like it's kind of it's kind of almost a um, paradox that you you do it for and you mentioned it being a form of therapy as well like you know you can do it for your own personal reasons and it makes you feel good but also when you give a song to the world like you don't know who's going to really benefit from that and it's not something you have to do either you know like to explore yourself in those ways and express it i, I always think it's really generous for people people do share songs especially when you know like ones from the heart and things like that yeah yeah no absolutely i suppose i suppose you're right i yeah i never think oh gosh i'm being generous uh you know yeah. I, I i'm just doing what i do but um i feeling enormously blessed to know you know that i've been able to you know make a living not a killing but a living through um, through something that that is of such a such a vital part of my DNA, 
you know, I would mm. do this anyway. If I if I was a milkman, I would come home and, and write. Right. Songs, you know, but, but often, you know, I sit wherever I sit. But here, you know, this is my studio. Um, and, you know, I'll just pick up one of these things and doodle. And suddenly, you know, you, you're off down a little journey that you, you had no idea you were going to happen when you come into the room. And, and mm. music has this way of opening up parts of us and, and uh, you know and suddenly suddenly I'm saying something and I think oh gosh yeah but I, I, I it was it was not something that was present in my mind at all you know mm. so um, so it's 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 a wonderful I've discovered more about myself probably through playing the instrument than I would if I'd done hours of therapy in many ways because it just comes out and, yeah and, and it's 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 fantastic so is that how you'd normally do it? You'd normally pick up an instrument and just kind of noodle away and see what comes out? Or do you... Well, I, I, I've done quite a bit of that on this new record because because um, I haven't been traveling, obviously, like everybody else. Um, so there's been a little bit of that. But for, for me, usually, you know, people say, does the music or the lyric mm. come first? And for me, it's always the, the idea, I, the, the fact that I wanted to say something. I think the best songs are the ones where you really feel you have something to say. So I can pick up a guitar and within 10 minutes I can have a little vibe going and I can just put some words to that. And, you know, some people, you know, even the words aren't coherent. They don't know what they mean necessarily, but the sentences and people will say, I've written a song. But for me, I always feel that if, you, if you're passionate about something, you know, whatever it is, whether it's uh, vanilla ice cream or... Um, you know the situation in the Middle East, whatever it might be. If you're passionate with an opinion um, and you want to say that, then that's that's the most powerful place you can go. Your your best song, I always say to people, is "What are you feeling right now? What's the mm -hmm. most important thing in your life?" That's where your your next best song is, uh, without a doubt. Um, and then if you can capture that with a sense of um, you know truth and and, and commitment then then you, you you create something beautiful dylan thomas said that uh the world is never the same once a good poem is, has been written you know mm. the world changes and I, I i think it's the same you know that, that you know the universe shifts slightly you know um so um yeah i'm i'm really uh and and, and this um I've got all my notebooks behind me here, and there are many of them. But the, these are all papers full of just ideas, of just sentences and manifestos, little ideas that I get, you know, driving along in the car or whatever it might be, um, that I uh, that I that I write down, and, and so that I've got some reference to where I was at the time um, and what I was thinking. Um, and that, that's that's for me. And then then I tend to wrap melody around the. Lyric, so um, I, I want two or three lines before I really want to move to the music mm -hmm. instrument. But there are exceptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you um, do you write to a schedule or sort of like do you are you one of the people who kind of says yeah I'm going to write I'm going to go and write for X amount of hours today, or do you do you more kind of follow inspiration and see what happens? I more like, I more follow the spirit because usually mm. I'm, I'm usually a, an awful lot on the, you know, I've, I've been up to the pandemic I'm about 150 shows a year ago you know so I'm often traveling and often that's when the, those lyrical ideas come because you mm. you know travel again you know it, it broadens your mind you see things that you hadn't seen before 
and a lot of my music is um, the idea certainly not necessarily the song itself but the ideas will have come from traveling I mean a lot of my work um, my songs are are social songs but social based telling stories of certain situations um, and uh, that has come because the guitar gave me the, <coughs> the privilege of travel the, the, the guitar I, I back in uh, 1980 about 1987 98 um, the guitar gave me the, the ability to travel to uh, a really desperate situation I was I, I went to Thailand actually with a relief organization and they, they showed me poverty true poverty for the first time it's one thing to see on your screen or mm. to, but to go and sit with powerless people in an awful situation um, it shook me up to the core and, and you know in, I knew he existed but when you sit there and I just thought you know I just can't I need to I need to write about this I, I need to embrace the questions and the mystery of life more than any stomping manifestos I might personally have right now you know at, at the age of 26 or 27 <laughs> what it was so um, so certainly um, I think travel is a real has been a very big part of me so so I don't really have a, you know, I mean, I might come in here with good intentions too, and I'm, I'll just play piano for an hour because I want to try and improve my piano. I might say, I'll go and write a song, and then I think, oh, I'll just play some piano, and then, you know, I just practice piano for an hour. So I, I'm not a very disciplined person, I never have been, and I just feel you have to follow the, uh, the spirit wherever it's taking you in any given moment. But sometimes, um, uh, yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll spend all day just writing a song, but I don't plan it. It's it's uh, it's very open. Mm. Yeah. Um, one question that like, um, how do you feel about songs that you? It's obviously you've been doing it a long time. How long have you been writing songs? Uh, Fifty years now. Fifty years. Yeah. Since I was ten. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, let's let's okay. Let, let's let's say forty years in, in terms of anything that was serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm always just interested in like, and I like the way you described it of like having them as you know, it's almost like a photo album, I guess, of you throughout your life. But like, is the do you play them from the from all stages, or like, do you how do you feel about different? parts of your songwriting development I guess um it's something like well, I've been writing songs nearly as long as you have but I can see like some, some of my some of my really early songs I really like and still play and some of them I'm a bit cringy about and it's just but it's interesting seeing like oh I, I wouldn't write anything like that now I wouldn't write a line like that I wouldn't do um but obviously you've done it a lot longer than me so I'm also interested in your view on yeah, I think songs through totally your life. Natural. And I, I, I probably wouldn't know many artists who wouldn't feel exactly like you feel. And I certainly feel the same way. Um, unfortunately for me, some of mine are actually on albums, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and people uh, will bring me uh, my first record, which I recorded in Leeds, where you're based, um, back in 1983, 82, uh, called I'm Only Beginning, you know. And I, I look like a young Prince Andrew on the front of it. It's the most cheesiest cover, you know. And uh, um, and yeah, the, the the songs were about. Um, in those days, I was I was singing about um, sort of faith-based uh, spiritual songs. Quite a lot, you know. And I was involved in a church uh, situation at the time, and um, and I I would still class myself as uh, as a believer today. But I, I I'm not really a church goer, and I sort of some of the, a lot of that fundamental stuff for me has just you know alienated me from that world a lot um 
but so some of those songs are, are really uh, they don't speak for me now and and, 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 it, and it, that's difficult because you know it, you, I some I have some people who say we'll play this song and I just I just can't do it because I don't mm -hmm. believe it anymore mm -hmm. but I think that's I'm being I think that's natural you know I think that that you know I'm sure there's you know a lot of you know we we, we, we grow we develop we become different and thank God for that you know and we become different souls and therefore I don't really see the relevance um, unless I can believe it you know I've, I've, I've got to believe what I'm singing you know mm -hmm. and, and, and be committed to it so I, I, I guess that um, I, I can identify with what you say very much but not only that I, I can also it, it, it's not so much for me the songs but it's how I sound on the records yeah. <laughs> you know I, I signed to CBS records in the early 90s it became Sony and I had a few songs in the charts and one of the things I've done recently is to I've had some old backing tracks and I've re-recorded my vocals on them and, and I much prefer my voice now yeah. <laughs> to what it was in those days you know so there's there's that little bit of sense of you know I, I sound like a squeaky mouse on some of those <laughs> things, you know? um, so um so there's a little bit of that, but but yeah, I I think it's true, and I but I, I think it's natural, but and you know uh, unfortunately you know people have access to your earlier. It'd be like someone reading your essay you wrote when you were 18 in school, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but they can buy it on eBay. You know, uh, it, it, it's um, it's it, it, yeah, it happens. But uh, but we grow, and um, I'm I'm a huge um, and I'm very envious and. Um, admiring of artists you know you look like springsteen and you just see the, the the quality of the work right from the very beginning or dylan or whatever it might be you know you just think oh genius you know that there's especially gifted and for me um it's been quite a journey and I'm, I'm quite a different person now to when i was that um uh, i was a good i was a decent person at the age 18 17 18 19 20 21 what it was but i'm a very very different person in my outlook mm -hmm. on the world now um, um, so, I think I've written enough songs to uh, to uh, rearrange the balance, but they're still there. And yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not easy photos to look at. To, yeah. To, to use our analogy. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're completely right that it's like the. I think the the opposite would be worse in a way. Like if if I didn't feel like if I didn't feel like I was different than I was ten years ago, then I'd be like. If you've not had any growth or any development in the way, that would be worse than feeling a bit kind of cringy about where things are. And I think I think the same like cert certain songs from different periods. And for me, and the same with recording as well. I really hate listening to old recordings of myself. Um, but trying to think of it as like, well, that's a, a moment in time, and that's what that is. Um, and that was with my skill set at that time, um, and seeing it as a a progression and yeah like certain songs that have lasted from the earlier days that like, so sometimes the certain ones where you where you, you did get it <laughs> you got it you got the nail on the head yeah. even if um yeah it wasn't as consistent in the earlier days yeah yeah, yeah. and and also you know i mean we're, i'm talking about the 1980s you know mm. and so um I was I was also slave or not slave but so influenced by the music of the day you know and yeah. so some you know I'm I'm trying to be probably Spando Ballet and what you know <laughs> so, you know I'm trying to sound like you know and so it, it it dates you and 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 I 
I think it took me a while, Ben, to find my voice of who I really am. And I, I, again, isn't that an act? Of the, but the difference is you kind of do it publicly if you're mm. an artist, and, you know, and it's, and you kind of wish you could just take back some of that, you know, but you can't, and, it, and, and it's fine. But, um, but yeah, we, yeah, enough said. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something what people new to songwriting don't necessarily understand all the time of how much of that, you know, that, it's it's not you can write songs or you can't. It's it's you write songs and you write songs and you write songs and part of it's learning the craft of how you write songs and part of it's learning who you are and what your voice is and how you how you want to express yourself. Find yeah. and yet and you say you'll try different things. You might try a spandau ballet thing. You might try something else yeah. and you know and then until you find so it's that kind of long term commitment. Also, people have that idea of music, don't they? That it's like. A, you can have very quick success or you can write you seem to write one great song but it's yeah very rare that's the case isn't it like most people it's writing absolutely and I, in, fact, in fact you know i had a top 40 hit with a song called dolphins make me cry and i only play it if it's requested you know, if, if most people if they've had a top 40 hit it's on the set list every night because that people come here you know, but <clears throat> but i've picked up so many songs since those uh, artists since those days uh, artists sorry audience <laughs> you know people who come that they're not really aware of that, you know, and so, uh, and, and so, um, uh, I just, you know, people say, why don't you play the dolphin song? And I, say, I just feel like I've got better songs. Well, I'll do it if you want, you know. It, yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, Hi, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Sorry for the interruption. Just want to drop a quick note in here to say that Swanson Project is a registered charity. If you're enjoying this podcast and you'd like to consider supporting us, uh, there are several ways you can donate through the website. It all goes towards supporting more people. Live with Terminal Lonesons to write and record their original songs. If you'd also like to show your support um, for the podcast, we always appreciate any reviews you can leave us. Uh, you know, likes, shares, subscribes, all that kind of business. Um, it always really helps. Uh, so if you'd like to do any of that, it's really much appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah, that's great, Martin. Um, so let's move into section two now, shall we? This is where I ask my guests to, to share with me a songwriting tip uh, that might be useful for some of our listeners. Uh, so what would your tip be for us, Martin? Well, I think my main tip um, is that you have to follow the muse that's in front of you at any given time. That is to say, if, um, if I'm playing uh, music here, let's take it from a music point of view for starters if I'm just playing a riff on the guitar and I suddenly think oh that's quite nice I quite like that yeah that's great I'll just go and have a cup of tea and I'll go and have a cup of tea and I'll come back 50 minutes later and guarantee you that something has changed mm -hmm. you can't quite get the same nuance that you had or whatever it might be and that's the, the beauty of the first take as it were so um, it's the same with lyrics if you don't make some mental note of the thought process of where you, you what you were thinking and you were in the car suddenly and someone said something on the radio and you thought oh blah 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 well you need to pull over the nearest service station and, and get that thing written down um, and I, I keep I, here's a, an example of that really uh, because this is you know, our phones uh, which are our new notebooks I suppose um, yeah so if I look here this is something called music memos which is an app and if I press my library, these are these are all ideas for songs. So so that means that in those moments, wherever it was, I captured what I was thinking. 
uh, and or, or, or I wrote it down in the notebook because if you don't do it then the song says okay see ya and it goes off and Billy Bragg gets it instead of you you know so <laughs> and I, I want the song you know? yeah. <laughs> I remember um, driving um, I was taking my daughter Harriet back to university in London about five six years ago and we were driving up the M4 and we started swapping um, songs on our iPhones uh, you know she played me a song so she was um, she played me Muse and I'd play her Springsteen. She played me uh, Kings of Lee and I'd play her Rolling Stone, this sort of thing. So it was, it was a lovely, you know. And uh, we stopped at memory services on the M4 and I thought, I don't know, I, there's, there's something going on here, you know. So I just wrote Driving Her Back to London, you know, and I wrote a couple of the song references and that became a, a song, uh, which has proved really, really popular, you know. It's a common theme amongst uh, parents. You, you're driving your kids back to some place where you're going to let them go, you know, and so I, I wrote the song about that and, um, and, uh, and have used, but I, I know that if I hadn't stopped when mm. at the, the service that, and if I hadn't just written, you know, it's not, it's not that I wouldn't have remembered the conversation or anything, but there's something tangible about grabbing the actual moment where you are and making some physical note so that you can go back to that and it, it just reignites the, the thing in a, in a way that is different when you think, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll write, I'll think about that tomorrow morning after breakfast. Something is gone. So uh, recognize the muse in front of you and make a note of it as soon as you possibly can, otherwise it will go elsewhere. That's my tip. Mm, I really like it, man. That's really good. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely very guilty of I'm not doing that. I've having the idea of like, oh, I'll think about it tomorrow. I'll come back because I will. And then, and I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, I, you know, what you said about the, like, the song goes somewhere else. Um, like, again, I really like that. That kind of, and I've heard, you know, lots of us talk like, you know, the songs are out there to be written. It's a bit like sculptures, isn't it? Like, there's a piece of stone and someone's got to uncover it to make that, that, um, that thing. But then that's, so that's what I guess, like, when I've thought about that before and I've thought like, oh, well, I'll remember that I want to write a song about this theme, this kind of idea that I had here. But the, the not doing it straight away, whether that then affects your ability to, to channel it, certainly in the way it would have been at first. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's definitely something that I feel like I need to get better at doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not it's not something that I can actually describe any more than that. But I, mm. honestly, it was almost like a, you know, there's something else going on, and you you you, you want to just be in that moment and receive it. Um, and and uh, I honestly think there's something in that that if you don't, then it won't be this. It won't be whatever it could have been at that moment. And that's yeah. what bothers me if I don't, you know, it's like, it's, and, and I think because I think that in that moment, that's when you really you're feeling something. You won't feel quite the same way, and it'll it'll change. Uh, and I don't think it'll be for the better. So, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's really important. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'll give you another one. Do you want another quick tip? You're allowed to yeah, uh, yeah. I've just got one. Well, I've got two little points. I just want to ask you about that one before we move on. There. Okay. Um, first, how much do you normally write down when you do that? So, like you mentioned then about driving in the car. Like, yeah. is it? And do you have like a just? So obviously it depends how much time you've got, I guess, when you're doing this, but like, do you, how many ideas do you get before you're like, that's the idea captured for now? And then I'll come back to another time. Well, what, I, what I will always do if I can is just, um, 
is take the guitar and just just play a, one chord and then just say the you know just say the the, the, the words or whatever it is and just see if something comes because uh, I, I, I you know I've been a bit sort of new agey here but I honestly think there's something that can happen in that moment that, that, that it's there with you you know mm. so I won't plan the chord I'll just it, it's it's like where does this lead me musically at this moment just mm. just to get that initial vibe um, and sometimes, if it's a musical idea, um, I'll play that. I'll, I'll just get the initial thing down, so I don't lose it. Once I've got that, I'm kind of happy, but I might then just play it for another ten minutes, and suddenly it'll develop again. So I'll get that bit of it, you know. And, and so there might be five sections to the musical idea, uh, which I didn't have twenty minutes ago. But suddenly, I've got, you know, twenty minutes later, I've got four or five. Just and it's just building blocks, just the way. Oh, if I go there, that's oh, that's quite good. How about if I go to the the seven yeah okay you know that that type of thing and then and then i won't necessarily but i i don't put myself under pressure to think right i need to finish this now. yeah I, I i i feel like i've got enough of it that i've captured it that it's there and it's 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 in my domain now and and it's mine to to work on so i don't put myself under huge pressure to um to try and complete the, the thing because i think that can spoil it too so mm. um, just okay i've got that and i feel that i i, I feel like I've, I've honored the moment um you scratched that itch yeah i've honored the moment it's there and i can come back to that in three days time and i know that i've got something going on yeah, mm. yeah. and the next thing i was going to ask you which might be a tougher question um and it's so how do you what's is there anything you can say about when you've what it's like when you know when you've got one of those things that you feel you need to put down how do you know something is one of those things that you need to put down and not another thought how do you see you know, like is there anything you can say that so it's i guess I, i'm assuming it's kind of like just a, a, a feeling that you know songwriters get of like spotting what might be a song but is there anything you can say about what what it feels like for you when you've got something where then you need to do that you need to stop and think yeah. about it um I think Sorry, it's a bit of a weird question. No, it's, no, it's a weird question. I'm, I'm just trying to think. What is it? Mm. I think it's. I think it's anything that actually excites me. Uh, excite might be the wrong. Inspires. Me. You know, if I suddenly say a line, I think, oh, that's that's a, that's a good line. That really works. Um, then it's 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 that sense that this is it's that it's good work, right? Um, that you know, so. I, I suppose I've got you get you develop instincts as a writer you know as I say I've been doing it for a long time now that you know when something is well that that's that's got some that's got some edge to it or like you know whereas I, I know something that's just a bit mediocre and therefore nah that's that, you know uh, so but often it's also running alongside my own personal um, situation with whatever's going on uh, uh, so you know if I'm feeling a little heavy and depressed about the entire world or whatever's going on or if I um, but even in the midst of that moment you can hear the one story that just gives you the, where the light comes in and you just see this great hope and, and so you you're in a, some sort of emotional state and and you recognize that you're capturing that in some way that is going to be useful to yourself but you think uh, that's going to help other people that that type of thing too the immediate thing is a selfish thing but it, it quickly opens up for me to community uh to that sense that if i share this uh if i can if i can capture this thought i think i'm capturing something that other people feel as well mm. and therefore 
you know, they, they're probably, other people are great architects, they're great radio presenters, they're great uh, garden creators, they're, they're great bakers and postmen, but I can do this. I'm no good at those other things, but I can do this. I can't, I'm crap at cooking, you know, I, uh, whatever, but I, I can do this, and it, it's of use in the world. And I, I, I think it's just that little bit of recognition that that has come along, and it's, it's um, something that, it's a responsibility that I have to nurture this now and see where it goes. Uh, that's the feeling. I know that's, those are a lot of words, but that's the feeling. It's that sudden sense of, ooh, Ooh, I recognize this. This is mm. this is that moment, that, that type of thing, where I know I've got something. I don't know if that makes sense. But. Yeah, no, that was great, man. Thanks. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky kind of thing to describe, but I'm sure, but I think you did a good job of it there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said you had another another quick songwriting tip for us. Yeah, my other tip is is um, I mean, I I, I honestly believe everyone should have a, a notebook. Uh, I, and I write most of my ideas down in here as such, rather than you know they they get transferred to the computer. Eventually, so I can just move a few things around. But, but I would encourage you to take your notebook uh, down to your local uh, bookstore uh, uh, and Waterstones or whatever you buy your books, uh, and just go in there for an hour and write down 25 titles that inspire mm. you from books, from a novel, whatever it might be, uh, and just write down those things and then and and take them home. And it, 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 you're not sort of. Um, stealing stuff you're just looking for inspiration because then you can take that and you can move those words around you know because whoever wrote those books they they worked on that title for three or four years probably because so it would capture your eye you know as you as you went past it uh, also the last the opening paragraphs of book and the last paragraphs usually contain you know some so i would just write down 25 titles Take them home and look at them and let that feed everything that we've talked about, you know, what you're feeling and everything else, and just see where that leads you. I'm not saying copy the title, you can do it mm -hmm. if you want. Uh, um, but um, I, I wrote, um, I have a song called All This Time, which I wrote about Canada, and there was a, a novel called uh, Snow Falling on Cedar, and my opening line is Snow on Cedar, Silence Falls. And it literally came because I was reading that book at the time. That's just one example, it's not a great example, but this, but I find that. Um, there's great inspiration obviously in books and reading and poetry and all that stuff but just song book titles themselves uh, the things we have carried here all the light we cannot see I mean that's a you know that, that great novel uh, that came out a few years ago all the light we cannot see you write that down where does that lead you as, as a sentence itself where does that take you in terms of your own personal journey right now all the light we cannot see uh, I cannot see the light the light uh, is in front of me, uh, the light is behind me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Just think on them and it, it will take you, et cetera. That's, that's, mm. uh, that's the other tip. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Matt. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, especially for people who, if someone's struggling with, with what to write about, you, know, you can proactively go out and look for things to, to feed your inspiration. That's why I say, I think that's really good, uh, really good advice. Um, so let's move into section three now, shall we? This is where I ask my guests to share with the songs meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. Um, and I believe we've got an exclusive here. Is that right, Martin? You have. It's, it's <laughs> not yet released. Um, it's it's uh, just up on my Patreon page, that's all. Um, and uh, It's a song called Shadow Boxing, uh, which unusually I, I, I wrote at the piano, and I very rarely write uh, at the piano. Um, so my father, um, and I, I know that 
particular to the Swan Song Project, uh, this was to be associated with bereavement. Uh, and this is associated with bereavement, but not full bereavement. Because uh, so my father has um, Alzheimer's and um, he's been um, raging against the dying of the light for some six years now. Um, and he's permanently uh, in hospital uh, and he doesn't really recognize us anymore. Um, and we, uh, my mum is uh, 86 and she's, she's like a spring chicken, she's extraordinary. And, and, um, and I, I see her being very, very, um, but it, it's difficult. Uh, it's a horrible disease, and, and you know when people you know and love don't know who you are anymore. Yet they are present. There is a bereavement. It's a sense that my father has gone, but he's still mm. here. And um, about three years ago, Ben, I went to visit mum and dad, and I sat with dad for a few hours to give mum a bit of a few hours off. She went shopping or something, and, uh, and he didn't. He sort of slept most of the time. He had some TV on, but. At one point he got um, up and I assumed he wanted to go to the bathroom so I got up to sort of help him and uh, he looked at me and smiled and he, he put his fists up like this and started doing a bit of <laughs> bit of this you know so I said oh okay that we gotta move you know and he, boom, boom, and he, he just sort of put his fist on my chin he said I love you son just like that you know it was just a just a kind of lovely moment and um, in my uh, being true to my formula that we've already talked about, you know, I just went home and uh, in this book I wrote down shadow boxing. I just, just wrote them, you know, I, I, that, that was enough for me at the time. I didn't know where it was going to go, but I just thought shadow boxing. Um, and I left it there for a year. Uh, I just didn't do much with it. And then, um, uh, was it earlier this year? I think it was earlier this year. Uh, I came back to it and, uh, and, 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 you know, Backing up what I said, it was enough. It had the power to mm -hmm. take me back to that moment and and, uh, and, and what have you. So I, I wrote this song uh, called Shadow Boxing. And um, it's it's a complicated song in the sense that um, it, 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 it weaves between um, the past and, and the present. Like there's a line about uh, you're still in there ducking and diving like a good one. We played that game all our lives. Um, some days uh, I'd be right there with you, and some days there'd be a thousand miles. Uh, some days I could feel like I, I was very different to my dad, uh, and other days, you know, we, we we shared an awful lot together too. So it's about that um, uh, contradiction at times um, mm -hmm. of feeling so close to someone so loved and yet you know at, at times we were worlds apart and and that's almost like how it feels now you know that i feel close to him um love him <coughs> dearly speak to him uh every few days and talk absolute gibberish on the phone um uh and and it, it was an unusual way of you know instead of writing a song called a you know, I love you, Dad, or miss you, Dad. Shadow boxing seemed a, like a little bit more removed from the emotional as such. Mm. So it's kind of playful a little bit in, in, in that way too. Um, but it's I my my grandfather also he died from Alzheimer's, and I wrote a, a song called Carried in Sunlight. And this was uh, this was back in oh gosh 1991 92, uh, and that's a much more poetic song about 
your world is peaceful, mine is full of fear, it's warm down in your valley, out here it's so cold, we're carried in sunlight when the mind begins to fold. It was a much more poetic attempt and perhaps more naive attempt to write a song about dementia, uh, whereas this is a tougher, uh, tougher song. Uh, but it feels honest and it feels true and mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like it, it says that I love you despite despite natural differences between the father and the son yeah yeah it's showing rather than telling isn't it it's rather than describing the situation it's giving examples of how that plays out yeah. in reality and yeah the shadow boxing um, being the you know the, the centerpiece I guess of that framing that that situation yeah um yeah, thanks for sharing it with us, man. It's a yeah, it's a powerful song. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll play that for the listeners now. You stand there and you shadow box me, though it feels like I could blow you down. You're still in there fighting like a good one now Yeah, you're smiling and you're ducking down We played that game when I was a kid Yeah, we played it all our lives Bottom line is love, my father Bottom line is love Bottom line is love, my father the bottom line is love well, That was you there in my corner When I went down for the count I could spit blood there in the bucket You'd patch me up and you'd send me out Some nights I'd dance there with you Other days there'd be a thousand miles Bottom line is love, my father Bottom line is love Bottom line is love, my father Bottom line is love Bottom line is love, sweet father Bottom line is love Bottom line is love, my father Bottom line Sit in dappled sunshine Approaching six o'clock An incandescent moment A soul that's taking stock It's time to call my father He'll be sleeping in a chair And he'd kiss me if he knew me but his mind resides elsewhere I have an anger I have sadness I have joy that won't let go and Bottom line is love, my father Bottom line is love Bottom line is love, my father Bottom line is love Bottom line is love, my father. Bottom line is love. 
Bottom line is love, sweet fun. Bottom line is love. You taught me that. Okay, yes, that was uh, that was Shadowbox in there by Martin Joseph. Um, yeah, demo, by the way, it's not finished. I, I mean, it might that might be how it ends up on the album. I don't know, but that's just the, just a kind of a, the, the the one take I did at piano with it. But I kind of like it. It's very simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to just ask you what it was like, what writing that one was like, and so it sounds obviously you mentioned writing a song for your granddad as well. So like, you've clearly written songs in times of personal difficulty before about them and but this one I, and I also like I, I sympathize with the situation I similar thing with my grandma where um, I think it was, it was as long as um, your dad's had uh, Alzheimer's for that that yeah it's very complicated emotions isn't it of someone still there physically and and you still get those moments of them coming through and there's other times where they're not the same person yeah. at all and they don't know who you are and it's yeah very difficult situation to to maneuver um but what was the what was writing that one like and have you played it for your dad um no i haven't played it for him no because mm. um, uh as i say just uh, i i don't think i could to be honest ben. I, mm. I don't think i could get through that with my dad situation right now that would be too tough um so so i think it's um it's it's for other people to hear, I think, and, and apply to to their situation. It, it's um, he probably wouldn't see it this way, but I, I kind of see it as a tribute to him too. You know, um, it it it's funny that I should write a song called Shadow Boxing, really, because the sport that um, glued, glued us together for years was golf. Because uh, my dad, um, I started playing guitar when I was ten, but dad joined me at the local golf club. And we talked earlier about you know, uh, you know, something that makes us feel uh, that we're present, you know. Mm -hmm. And I got really good at golf at a young age, and that's what I, I wanted to be a pro golfer. Used to be. So I, I got down to very low handicap and competed in national as an amateur. And and my dad played uh, and I played golf together all all our lives. And uh, there was a, a tournament called the Fathers and Sons near London, which we played in for 40 years wow. <laughs> together. And you know, if, if Springsteen had rung up and said, can you come in on tour with me, Dad, I, if it had crossed with the Fathers and Sons, <laughs> time, I wouldn't be able to do it, you know. So, um, you know, I should have written a song about golf in many ways to, to illustrate our relationship. But that this was as I say that's the beauty of songwriting it, it takes you down this road that you would you never dreamed of but I you know but if I if I if that bit had just been a moment of fun between us and then I thought yeah that's nice dad you know and if I hadn't looked down shadow box and just those two words then then it would have been a huge missed opportunity to write something um, that for me uh, sums up the uh sums up that situation but not i don't think it's too um, sentimental i think it, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a it's a song with a balance between the two and i'm kind of known for my sentimentality <laughs> i think uh, i've been described uh, melody maker said that i made julie andrews sound like leonard cohen <laughs> 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 so uh, 
So I think it's 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 it, I'm glad it's 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 a tough song, uh, and I think it's sympathetic, but it, without being too um, sentimental. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a difficult balance to get, but yeah, I think you uh, you got it well in that song. There's a film um, I thought it's just come out or it's come out soon, but it's, it's kind of a similar story. Have you heard of this one? It's um, Anthony Hopkins and yeah, Olivia Colman, the father. Yeah. I've, I've been meaning to go and see it this past week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm frightened to go and see it because I know it's going to devastate me. Yeah, yeah. Like I did say the same thing. We really don't want to see it, but I have to uh, be feeling strong emotionally that yeah, day. It's, it's, it's going to touch me right open in a, in a public place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but you know, it's it, it's I I this is where we need to go. You know, this yeah. is it's 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 part of being human. It's you know, and, and some people. Don't can't face that, and I understand that. But for me, um, I I I've always felt these things, and I continue to feel them and, and try to to honour them as being part of the journey uh, of being fully alive. And, and um, uh, 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 and I yeah, the, the the joy is that I get to do something that I'm told helps other people feel that way. So it, it's it's extraordinary blessing. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's great, Matt. And I think it's, um, I think it's, you know, all these things like, high, you know, like anything that can highlight personal challenges that other people are going to face, you know, like, not everyone, not everyone can share them, can share those experiences in a way that like not everyone can face those experiences. Um, not everyone can share them, but everyone can benefit from hearing other people's, ex you know, like, from knowing more about it, you know, information is always good. And so like, the more stories, we have of people who dealt with you know loved ones dealing with alzheimer's and all these other conditions and things like that and it yeah you know, like we still talking about the very start we've gone full circle aren't we of making people feel like they're not alone yeah, exactly. um yeah and it's one of the yeah it's one of the best things about art and everything of uh sharing people's stories and yeah, yeah. bringing people together um so that's like a great point to uh to close the the section of this podcast out. Um, so thanks a lot for your time, Matt. And it's been really nice talking to you. You too, Ben. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, mate. Yeah. And um, before we go, we, so we had a little chat before we started recording. Um, I think you think you mentioned it in the podcast briefly, but you, you know, tell us a little bit about your charity work as well before we uh, before we go, so any of our listeners can. Yeah, there's a charity that yeah. runs alongside the music that I uh, that I uh, have made now for so many years, and it's called uh, the Let Yourself Trust. If people go to uh, letyourself.net they can take a, a good look at the website and see the wonderful uh, charities that we work with we basically um, my wife and I Justine formed uh, formed this after I uh, went to uh, the West Bank to play a festival in Palestine um, six seven years ago now and, and uh, I was so saddened by the situation for young people behind the wall there and, and, and the lack of hope for them and uh, we, we, we supported a children's theatre there in the, in the Ada refugee camp called Alawad that uh, gives young people a means of expression through the arts, gives them musical instruments, uh, camera lessons, photography lessons, uh, uh, drama, dance, so that they can uh, express themselves in a positive way in such a negative place. And we raised some money for them. And then we decided to form this charity and, and, and basically we... we we change projects every six months, so we focus on uh, just small organizations. Often it's a husband and wife or a small local community group that spots something uh, 
that uh, they think they can do something about and they, they, they're very tireless, they don't waste any money. <laughs> uh, you know, so people get charity fatigue these, go, these days and, mm. and because they worry that they're many, you know, so they, we only work with people who just, just literally, they're, 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 they're so devoted to their own. And um, we, uh, we've been amazed. I mean, uh, thanks to my faithful um, audience, you know, people have signed up and um, donate a, a few pounds every month. And uh, through now seven years, we've, we've raised over half a million pounds and, um, and given it away across the globe and, uh, to these wonderful organizations. If you go to our website, you'll see just uh, the, the, about 13, 14 organizations, I say, and you'll, you know, we don't hear about these things, Ben. You know, we hear all we hear about all the bad news, mm. and that affects our health. You know, and I and I'm don't you know I, we have to immerse ourselves in the truth and reality of, of life, but we also need to realize that it's it, the uh, the darkness is is the, the the light is so much bigger. There are so many people out there doing amazing things, like what you're doing with, with Swan Song, you know, but you don't. People don't hear about this, you know, and so they therefore, you know, they, they think that overall we're not good, and and, and, and I, I, I I'm totally the opposite. You know, I believe that uh, it just takes a few people doing negative things to, and they, they grab the headlines and they grab the they grab uh, you know a sense that it's all doom and gloom, and it's not. There's amazing things happening every single day across this planet, and that's where I find my hope as well as along with a new generation of young people who I think uh, are far less racist and more open and tolerant than my generation ever have been. And uh, so my feeling is the future is bright as long as we can give people the opportunities to um, to do these things, to, to bring good into the world. So that's what we're doing. Uh, but go, yeah, go to letyourself.net, take a look and be, in, be inspired, not by us, but by these beautiful projects. And uh, uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's brilliant, Matt. And yeah, I'll put the link in the description if people want to check it out. Um, yeah, it's some great work you're doing. And I really liked what you were telling me before about the, so then you, whichever project you're supporting in those six months, you talk about it at all your gigs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Thanks for doing my job. <laughs> I forgot that bit. Yeah, because um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's a relatively simple thing for a musician who performs a lot to do, but has such a big impact for, yeah. for awareness of the cause but and also what you're saying then about you know spreading some of that good news or some of the good stuff what's going on um but like yeah that alone could make a huge difference to lots of organizations uh, and you never know who's at those gigs who then might go on to support them a lot and like say having the yeah. your supporters who donate regularly yeah which all goes towards it as well it's a brilliant yeah, it uh, method of doing it and the, the great thing is that um as artists um you know hopefully you build up a relationship with your audience so that and trust is a is a part of that you know mm. it really is so that when i stand there and say hey folks um you know and i, I played to hundreds not thousands of people you know I, you know i'm playing to two three hundred whatever it is you know an arts theater somewhere up and down the country and, and, and you know thousands of festivals maybe but just you know that's it but when i say look um there's this, there's this couple from Milton Keynes who have this big heart for um, people with albinism in Uganda. And their work is amazing. Uh, you might not think albinism still exists. Well, look, it does. And here's blah, 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 blah. You know, they, they, they believe me. Mm. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, and, and people are, so we're, we, 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 we become skeptical of, of truth in, in these days of 
so much truth in inverted commas out there. You know, it's all there. Which what it, So when you when someone that you know I trust or you trust says, you know, I've seen this, and then you say, okay, and and people are inherently generous and want to make those differences. So I think there is there is so much power in in the um, um, in, in in the smaller organizations rather than the big guys doing all that you know and some, some there are some some fantastic big charities but i think that uh, but grassroots organizations across the globe you take them away place falls apart simple mm. as that and um, and that's what we try to highlight and, and as i say people seem to trust my words and i'm very grateful for that and um, and so uh, yeah um, I, we had our board meeting on saturday and i was in tears looking at some of the results and uh, uh, we had a video from those people like Andrew and Jane Betts and Martin Keynes telling us, showing us the, how uh, certain things have been able to do, how families have been able to have life-saving operations because of the support of people from my audience. Well, that's, that's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, Martin. Um, yeah, great work. And I'll put all the links in the description. People can check it out. I'll put the, the links to your website and everything as well, so people can. And I'll tag your social media pages so people can can check you out and uh, hopefully catch you on the road at some point in the in the near future. You'd be welcome anytime. And, and thank you for doing this. And uh, not, I don't mean anything for myself, but thank you for all that. But but you know for the work that you're doing with people, uh, you know, towards the end of their journey uh, or the start of another journey. And I think. Uh, I think it's brilliant and uh, God speak to you my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt, and likewise. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll be back with another episode soon.